Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Vredestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. The volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre, Straight Fire. For Monday, January 8th, this is what we call Black Monday, ladies and gentlemen, the day after the NFL regular season. Week 18 was kind of wacky, also kind of boring, and this is the day coaches get fired. Now, we're recording this late night just as the playoff lines have come out. We wanted first opinions on them right out the gate, so we don't have the coach firings. Obviously, you know, we saw Jay Glazer talk about it. It sounds like Belichick is done. It's just a formality. It sounds like Ron Rivera's probably going to be the first guy fired. Carolina will have an opening. No major surprises. I don't know how that if this Dennis Allen, Jameis Winston debacle at the end is going to hurt or help him. Arthur Smith probably is toast. Uh, but we'll get to coaches tomorrow. Obviously, we will do a best bet for the Natty Michigan-Washington tonight. If you missed Friday's pod uh, with Gianni, uh, very interesting stuff on Michigan, and um, I talked about my Michigan bets in there, and uh, we'll talk about them again later in the pod. But I, we also obviously have to start with the NFL Wild Card Weekend is set. It's a pretty damn good weekend. Uh, we got some close gate, some close lines, some you know interesting. I don't know if you want to call them revenge games. Can can Packers Cowboys be a revenge game for McCarthy? Uh, you know they kind of ran him out of town. Um, but his time had run out there, and Aaron Rodgers is not factoring into this matchup. But that is an incredible game. Cowboys taking money up to seven, started at seven, and now it's seven and a half. Um, we've obviously got Rams Lions. I think probably the marquee game of the weekend, given Stafford Detroit Lions back in the playoffs for the first time in forever. Uh, you've got Jared Goff against his old team, the Rams. Like the, it, Detroit is going to be lit, as the children say. On Saturday, uh, oh, I'm sorry, that's on Sunday night. The Saturday night game is interesting. It's going to be a weather game. I'll just go ahead and tell you that right now. Dolphins, Chiefs, and the NFL with this interesting move. The game is on Peacock. And you're like, well, what? Why would they put a good game on Peacock? Oh, that's right. Taylor Swift is probably going to be there in a parka that would cost me a yearly salary for that Taylor Swift is going to wear. And it looks like we're going to see single-digit or temperatures in the teens. It's going to be freezing. That is horrible for Miami, horrible for Tua. We'll get to Tua in a moment. But you can only watch this game on Peacock. 
So the NFL kind of got you. Like, you can't put Browns, Texans on Peacock. Nobody can watch. Miami's explosive, although not of late. And Kansas City is the Taylor Swift team. Like, there's a lot of juice there. I think that's a savvy business move. I'm sure Taylor Swift hates being used, but such is life. The other matchups are Steelers-Bills, which is kind of a snoozer the early game Sunday. And then the game, you know, we could do a lot on this team right now. The Eagles, who get destroyed in Week 18. I know it doesn't mean anything. The team seems like they're going through something. They get pummeled by the New York Giants, the lowly Giants. The Eagles now travel to Tampa, and I, I was shocked when I saw this open two and a half, one of the first games I bet. I had to lay it with the Eagles. Uh, line's now up to three in a bunch of spots. Eagles at Tampa, Monday night, January 15th. Um, Rob, uh, we could start a lot of places. I, I think we should probably start with Sunday night football. It was for the division, Buffalo, Miami. I like Miami in this spot. Nobody else liked Miami. I think all of the folks on the on the TV show, uh, NBC Sunday Night Football, they all picked Buffalo. And here we are, fourth quarter, Miami, 14-7. They're leading. Now, Miami's second half could do nothing. And it just so happens that your boy had a what I thought was a spicy take last week. When I watched Michael Penix in that semifinal game, I said, geez, lefty making all the throws. I mean, he's throwing darts. He's making it rain out there. He kind of looks like Tua, except he's 6'3", and I think he has a much better arm. And you're like, wait a minute. Could it be? Could could Penix somehow go to the Dolphins so that they don't have to pay Tua 30-plus million? I don't think you could pay him that, not after seeing these last two games. Is there a chance? And Tua has a complete opportunity to redeem himself. He looked okay in the first half. He was solid. Touchdown pass. Um, and, and it's a weird thing happens in the fourth quarter. Miami is in total control. And then Miami cannot move the football. And then you get this punt return, this freakish 90-yard punt return touchdown that totally rattled the game. It totally changed it up. Miami was completely shook. Miami's injuries continued to mount. My guy, Jalen Ramsey, who I went on TV last season when he was with the Rams and called him a pile inspector. Man, people were coming after me hard for that. Hard. You know, pile inspector is like what what they talked about Antonio Cromartie with the Jets. Um, when there's a tackle being made, you run up at the very end to act like you were going to make the tackle, but really you're just inspecting the pile and standing there to make it look like you were going to do something. Um, it, Jalen Ramsey got destroyed. He, I mean, burned badly by Diggs throughout the game. And then they lose Van Grinkle. They're already down Phillips. They're already down Chubb. And Josh Allen goes through them like a hot knife through butter. Uh, eight plays, 74 yards, touchdown. And all of a sudden, boom, With in a game Miami had led for, I mean, I don't know, what, like 90% of the game? Here we are with like six six minutes left. And it's like, oh, damn. All of a sudden, we we lost the lead. And now we're losing. What the hell? And then, you you know, Miami gets the ball back and you think, okay, we got this, Miami, let's go. Uh, You know, two incomplete. Tua to Chase Claypool. Tua incomplete. Now, Tyreek Hill, I don't know. Rob could check me on this. I thought he had two or three drops in this game. He has had the alligator arms, and it's weird. I'm not bashing Tua. I said earlier this year he was playing great when he was. He does this thing where he sets his receivers up with these hospital balls, and I swear Tyreek Hill has taken some shots, and you've seen him kind of short arm a couple of them. Uh, there was a touchdown against the Ravens I thought he dropped, and I, I don't know. I, I thought he had a couple drops in this one. And as soon as they have to punt after the touchdown, you're like, it's over. 
And fortunately, you know, uh, they were able to stop the Josh Allen push, which is clearly no tush push. And then Tua comes back down the field. They get their first first down of the second half. And then Tua throws a pretty bad interception to end the game. I'm sure it was a miscommunication. It's so weird how many people want to defend Tua anytime. Well, it's not totally his fault. It's like, step back and be impartial for a moment. Let's be real. Tua has had a damn good season. He's put up a lot of good numbers. And the last two weeks, with the season on the line, a chance to lock up the division, uh, he just didn't do anything against Baltimore in the second half, and he couldn't do anything against Buffalo in the second half. And now, my friends, he's got to go to Kansas City. Uh, temperatures below freezing, and we'll see if Waddle's back. I already bet the Chiefs minus three. There's a lot of juice. I think it's 128 or whatever it was. I, I, I don't, I'm out on Miami. They had a great run. They cashed my alt win total. Uh, this season, which was 10 and a half. A nice win. I can't wait to go to Vegas and collect, but I don't know, Rob. I, I'm kind of out on Tua, and I do think that my Penix take from last week, I put the video online, I think it's going to gain some traction, especially if Penix has a monster night here against Michigan. And I'm expecting Penix to have a monster night here tonight against Michigan. We'll get to that here at the end of the pod, but look, this is rough for for the Dolphins fans, and and, and rough for Tua believers. I am one of them. I, I've said earlier in, in the uh, season that I was you know, a believer in this offense and Tua. And I thought that even the game that they lost early against the better teams, that was the big narrative, right? I was like, hey, I still like what I'm seeing from this team. I think their offense is explosive. I think defensively, they have a lot of talent and playmakers. Flash forward now to on the eve of the postseason, that defense with all those stars is, you know, down to Jalen Ramsey. And that's about it because their their top three pass rushers as of this recording are hurt. Xavier Howard, you know, may or may not be hurt. Javon Holland, nursing an injury. You brought up Jalen Waddle and Raheem Mostert. I'm sure Mostert and Waddle are going to play next week, but they're banged up. So you have a top-heavy roster as it is, and then you look at Tua, and he was always the big question mark coming into the season, not because of his talent or his play, but because of his injury history. In this season, he stays healthy. He puts up gargantuan numbers in the first half of the season. But then you flash forward here the last five weeks. They have a three-game lead heading down the home stretch. They go two and three. Tua finishes the season. Four touchdowns, four picks. Four of those five games were at home. That's Ooh. something that you absolutely cannot have happen if you are the Miami Dolphins, if you are Tua Tungavailoa. Now, this is obviously going to be a big weekend for him, not just because it's the playoffs, but because, as you alluded to, all eyes are on him still as it relates to his contract situation. Yeah. Do they feel comfortable, number one, with his health? And number two, now that his health is you know, maybe not as big of a question mark, with his play on the field. Because at the start of the season, he was great. And then he really stumbled there down the stretch when the injury started to pile up. And they started to ask more and more of him. And they put more and more on his shoulders. When things were not perfect, he kind of settled into a mediocre-ish type quarterback. So if he doesn't perform this weekend here against the Chiefs, I don't know if I'm if I'm going to give him that five years two fifty or you know four years two hundred. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how they're going to deal with this. It's Rob. I saw this. Um, I got to find this tweet that I favorited. It was uh, okay. Here we go. January fourth from this guy. Um, he put in most seasons the team that throws for more yards in a game wins fifty to fifty five percent of the time. Right? Throwing for more yards, it, it, it helps, but it doesn't mean that much. This year, 
you throw for more yards in a game and you're winning 67% of the time. That, to me, is staggering. Two out of three games. You need a quarterback who can sling it. That's the bottom line. Like, Tua, I, I don't want to bash the guy. He couldn't get the job done. He just was not delivering. Like, you want to look at all the uh, all the uh, Russell Wilson issues in Denver? I mean, the guy's throwing for like 150 yards. Justin Fields, I love him. We're not doing the Justin Fields stuff today, guys. We did it last week if you missed it. We'll be doing it again. This is going to be a big topic. Like, I like Justin Fields. Watch, I don't know, three series in that game, and it's like Jordan Love is a better quarterback than Justin Fields. Right now, Fields, uh, you know, he's a runner. He's just not a thrower. Jordan Love lit him up in the opener, lit him up in the closing game. They're now going to the playoffs. I'm not saying Jordan Love's a guy. I'm not a huge believer, but he's better than Justin Fields right now. And bottom line, if you can't throw, you're going to be kind of hamstrung. And I, I just, I don't know, Rob. I, Tua can obviously throw, but in the big game, the most important moments, that's when you want to step up. He just he to- hasn't totally delivered. It's been a bit of a disappointment. Um, I, 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 I don't like their chances in Kansas City. I, like two weeks ago, I was like, oh, I would love their chances. Now the injuries are mounting. Tua is starting to look, I mean... It sounds like Buffalo's secondary is incredible. You know, they got a bunch of old guys in there. A-Chan was running so well. I like A-Chan. I don't like them going into this cold weather. Not a great setup for the Miami Dolphins. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Football is back. No more preseason games. The regular season is here. While we all love watching our favorite teams on television, there is nothing better than being at a game live and in person. And the best way to get tickets to any of these games is on GameTime, the fastest growing ticketing app in the U.S. For last minute amazing deals on tickets to see your favorite football teams this September, download GameTime. And it's not just football. GameTime has tickets to baseball games, concerts, and comedy shows across the country. Download the GameTime app and redeem code JMAC. 
for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the GameTime app and enter code JMAC. That's J-M-A-C for $20 off. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Let's go to what I, I, I guess is kind of the next, probably the biggest game. The Cowboys and Packers, given the rivalry, um, the history. Um, I feel like the last time in the playoffs I saw these two was where Aaron Rodgers allegedly drew up that play in the dirt, like literally in the huddle, made an unbelievable pass, and the Packers kicked a field goal and won in the playoffs. But this is where it gets interesting. Rob found this. when at, This is from, uh, yeah, uh, from Sunday. When asked directly about Mike McCarthy's Cowboys future, owner Jerry Jones said, We'll see how each game goes in the playoffs. Uh, uh, listen, I don't think you need to be Albert Einstein to decipher this one, folks. <laughs> hey, you lose two years ago to Jimmy Garoppolo. You lose last year to Brock Purdy. Don't go losing to Jordan Love. I, I, Dak has a lot to prove in the postseason, but you're not getting rid of Dak. McCarthy's got to do something here. And, and listen, they're a touchdown favorite. Um I'd, I don't know what to, what do you do with this game, Rob? Like I, I had this weird feeling it's going to be close. Yeah, me too. And, and that's the way the playoffs are, right? Because there's you usually there's certain games where you're like, oh, that's definitely going to be Buffalo against Pittsburgh. You know, it's definitely going to be the Cowboys. Look at the big spread. There's always at least one game in Wild Card Weekend where an underdog, if they don't win outright, it comes down to a last second field goal. And this one has all the makings of being that game. I mean, I, I'm looking at the quote from Jones, and I'm thinking, that's really not what the coach and the players want to hear, right? After this incredible season, you win the division, and now this is what the owner's saying? We'll see how each game goes in the playoffs? It's like, well, what, what's good enough for you? Now, listen, again, I, I'm with you. you got to deliver. Jones has been waiting 25-plus years here for, for a Super Bowl. But I don't know, Rob. I look at that, I'm like, oh, boy, McCarthy better not screw this up. Now, I, I would give LaFleur the slight coaching advantage over McCarthy— even though LaFleur's never even been to a Super Bowl. Um, I don't know, that Packers defense, uh, not an impressive. I don't care that you shut down Justin Fields. Remember, Bryce Young had a big game against them three weeks ago. This defensive coordinator, is uh, Barry, is not good at all. Here, here are the quarterbacks that they beat down the stretch. Are you ready? It is Justin Fields. It was Jaron Hall slash Nick Mullins. It was Bryce Young. They lost to Baker Mayfield. They lost to uh, Mike, De- Mike, De- uh, Danny, De- no, Tom, Tommy DeVito, Tommy DeVito. <laughs> um, they, oh, I totally forgot that they had beaten the Chiefs, 27-19. I don't, did, how did I forget that game? The Packers beat the Chiefs? When was that, Christmas? That was a primetime game, I remember. Wasn't that the Marquez Valdez-Scantling game? Oh, no, that was, uh, I think that was Eagles game. I don't remember. I got to look that up. But the Packers somehow beat the Chiefs 27-19. Oh, that was – oh, no, you're right. There was another MVS game where it was a blatant <laughs> Another PI MVS game, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a few of those. He had the death. There's, yeah, there's a couple of those. Not great. Um, uh, they beat uh, the Lions and Jared, Go- Jared Goff. They beat the Chargers when Herbert was there. But, like, it was a close game. So, I guess they had some good wins. But down the stretch, it's like this team is Jekyll and Hyde. Like, this could be uh, – 31-30 Cowboys type of game, or it could be 37-13 Cowboys roll over a young quarterback. We know the history, and we'll get the trends out later in the week. 
the history of young quarterbacks in the playoffs is not great. And um, I know some of you are going to want to bet DJ Stroud, but just look at uh, the the last rookie quarterback to win a playoff game. Like it's it's been a minute. Um, it's just a, a bright stage, a massive week, um, all island games from here on out. Like I I don't know about Stroud, but um, I, I didn't bet. This is the one game I have not bet in the playoffs yet. Um, Rob, any any you like the Packers getting the seven or? Yeah, if I'm betting the spread, I like the Packers in this one because, you know, as much as I was down on Jordan Love entering this season, my belief was if he was really as good as they had hoped he would have been, then he would have been starting a long time ago. That was my argument all along. Like this Aaron Rodgers, you know, last, what, three seasons in Green Bay never would have happened to me if he was as good as they thought because that was exactly what happened with the Favre-Rodgers transition. Favre was still a very good player and they're like no you know what this is our guy we're gonna we're gonna move on we're gonna make the trade to uh to the jets and then we're just gonna we're gonna go with rogers so i assumed that jordan love because it had taken him so long to get anything going that he just was not that guy and i have been proven wildly wrong the last eight games i'm doing the rough math in my head i'm not a mathematician looks like 18 touchdowns one interception down the stretch jordan love is cooking with gas as the older folks say, I don't like to say what the young kids say, because that's your department. I say what the old people say. Old people say they're cooking with gas, all right? So he's riding really high heading into this game. On the flip side, though, this was my favorite stat of the weekend. Dak Prescott, you know, they beat the commanders. Not much to say there. It is what it is. They expected to win. He is now the first quarterback since 1946 to lead the league in touchdown passes the year after leading in interceptions. Now, who is this? Dak Prescott. Wow. Dak Prescott. I, I, know that. I know that, you know, the MVP buzz died down, you know, almost as soon as it got hot there. Like it was like for two weeks, then he was out of the place completely. It felt like, but he's having a fantastic season. And I expect he's going to exercise a lot of those playoff demons here in this postseason. You know, I think that that game last year against Tampa on the road and to send Tom Brady into retirement, I thought that was a big turning point for him. And I expect he's going to play well here against Green Bay. I expect, even though in a close game, I think he's going to make enough plays down the stretch to get the win. And we'll see if Dak Prescott on that right shoulder is able to do enough to keep Mike McCarthy's job. Because I don't know if with Jerry Jones, I don't think just winning here in this first round against Green Bay is going to determine whether or not McCarthy's back next season. Um, I, I would largely agree with you. Let me. I, I don't want to show too much ignorance here, but essentially it's the lowest seed plays the number one seed in the second round, right? Correct. So that could be Packers at Niners, um, but more likely it would be Eagles or Bucks um, at the Niners. Um I, I don't. We're not going to do a lot on the Eagles because we'll just save them for later in the week, and they play next Monday. But I mean, this team was, I think, ten and one. I saw a video. Nothing has been the same for the Eagles since Nick Sirianni walked into the tunnel after the Chiefs game and said, "How do you like me now?" or whatever. Yeah, he yelled a bunch of stuff like, "Keep doubting us, mother!" You know, we're yelling all this stuff. I was like, "Yo, since that." And remember, we had talked. They like they've been running hot. They were running, winning all the close games, getting a little bit of luck. And nothing's gone their way since. I, I'm out on the Eagles. I, th- I don't think they lose to the Bucks. Do you? No. 
I don't think he lose to the Bucks. Yeah, I, I don't know. That was one of my bets. I, I definitely took the Eagles at two and a half. No way I'm taking the Tampa Bay Bucks and Baker Mayfield. Baker was not 100%. They limped by Carolina in an ugly, I think it was 9 nothing. Uh, nobody cares. So, I don't know, Rob. If I were to ask you what, what game you're more interested in, Joe Flacco, C.J. Stroud, or Mason Rudolph, who I think is going to be the starter, and Josh Allen? Any of those excite you? I'm very excited about C.J. Stroud. Mm. I mean, he. this is going to sound weird, but he already played a playoff game on Saturday night. And point. and I know it. it every, the, the headline, obviously, is what happened on that fourth down call with the Colts. Um, Mr. Green Thumb himself, Gardner Minshew, throws it behind a like a fourth-string running back. No Jonathan Taylor on the last snap of the game. Didn't make any sense to me. But C.J. Stroud was lights out in that game. And it got to have wait, it moment. Wait, hold on. Rob, who was lined up in the backfield? Wasn't it the guy? Uh, the uh, was it Good Goodson Goodwin something like that? What, he dropped. Th- wasn't there two guys back then? There was no Taylor. I, I don't think Taylor was in the game. Oh I'm almost positive bad. that was the buzz afterwards. All I know is the ball. He wasn't involved in the play. I know that for sure because um, it was it was an intended pass to Tyler Goodson. There you go. That's the guy. Apologies. Yeah, Goodson to was the guy. Hit him both in the in both hands. Yeah, I know it was a little bit behind him, but you know you got to catch those. Um, but that was the big story, obviously, and, and rightfully so, because when you lose a game like that, it's just heartbreaking. But C.J. Stroud, 20 of 26, 264, two touchdowns, no picks, no turnovers. He was good. And he was down two of his top three receivers. Like, he is the real deal. There, there's certain moments in NFL history, or if you're an NFL fan, you know, probably once a decade, it feels like, where there's a ton of guys who just have quarterback talent like like trevor lawrence has talent you know uh, uh josh allen's got the raw talent there, there's a lot of guys you know um will levis has talent there's other guys there's there's and then the other side is the guys who just play quarterback well right and that's that's the brock purdy's of the world i know that he's struggling right now but that's tua tua may not have the big rocket arm he's not the statuesque guy but he just plays quarterback at a very kirk cousins is that guy right and every once in a while, maybe once every eight to nine, eight, ten years, you get a guy who has the talent and the quote unquote just raw quarterback play. And CJ Stroud is that beautiful intersection, and we're seeing it all play out this season. Some of the throws he was making off his back foot, fading away, and still having the arm strength to get it 30 yards down the field. You get that. You also get the one, two, three, boom, one, two, three, boom, play action, five step. On his back foot, hit it. Yeah. He he can do it all. He does it all at a high level. And I'm very excited to see what he does here this weekend against Cleveland. Yeah, I uh, I, I bet Cleveland here um, simply because of the rookie quarterback struggle so much. Even though they're at home, January Joe Flacco, you know that's a thing. He is him when it comes to January. Flacco delivers. Now, I, do, I don't like that they already beat these guys once. Stroud obviously didn't play in that game. I will add, add this. And this is just small potatoes. Um, so you guys know I had like that um, that MRI on my back, and they told me like um, one of my discs was kind of deteriorating. Um, I didn't know it at the time, but they finally got back to me on the X-ray. Like they looked closely at the X-ray and the MRI. It was only one image because I tapped out like a wuss too early in the MRI machine. Um, and they said, "Dude, you've got a torn disc, so you should be out six to eight weeks." And I was I didn't know that until after. I hear that Saturday afternoon. Well, of course, Saturday morning, what happens? Saturday morning, your boy plays 
a lot of basketball and you know it was good run had a, uh, I was playing great running hot the fifth game we're playing these kind of these bums and I was just exhausted so you know we get it we're down two with like seven seconds left and I have a clear open NBA three because these dummies want to play NBA three I, I hate the NBA three it's so much further trust me I, I they're makeable they're makeable but in like your fifth pickup game it's exhausting to shoot NBA threes anyways it goes literally in and out toilet bowl job, and I was disgusted. Like, norm- if that was a normal game, I would have walked off super duper pissed. But it was like my fifth game, so I walked off. Some guys talked trash to me, like who were watching. Like, oh come on, how do you not beat these guys? I was like, bro, I'm a- I'm gonna be back soon. It's not a big deal. And I just wonder if, and I didn't care. I, I was like, no fear, you know. Does Flacco go into this game? Man, I got house money, bro. I was doing the dishes and doing honeydews three months ago. And now I'm on the on the road in a playoff game. I got nothing to lose. To, who's the who's more pressure on in this game, Rob? I mean, I don't think it's Flacco. He's done this before. Stefanski's probably got coach of the year. It looks like Miles Garrett's coming back. A lot of guys coming back who rested this week. Um, Browns got pummeled by the Bengals. Texans needed to fight to get in on on the road. No, I think it was on the road, right in Indy. In Indy, yeah. yep. And and. and I thought they got a little lucky there with the drop by Goodson. Steichen called a perfect... By the way, and this is a little too much TMI, so Cowherd's birthday was Saturday night. He had it at a restaurant. He invited me. And, of course, Chip Kelly's there. And I see that it's fourth and one, and they call timeout that uh, the Colts are going to uh, run the play. So I go over to Chip Kelly, and I had, like, said hi to him. I, I'm, I'm No lie, he lives literally around the corner from me um, and has dogs, and I have a dog, but we haven't, like, talked on the street or anything. Um. So I go up to him. I'm like, Chip, hey, man, sorry to interrupt. He's sitting there talking to his wife. And I go, I got to ask you, fourth and one here. What what does Steichen dial up? And he looks at the TV during the red zone. I'm like, is Taylor in play? He goes, no, no, they're they're throwing the football. And I was like, okay. And they drop back, and he dumps it off to Goodson. Off both of his hands. And the whole bar is like, oh, no. And I look at Chip Kelly. He's just stoic as ever. Typical coach. He's like, just kind of shakes his head one of those deals. And that was it. Like, he, he was just, uh, like, I'm sitting there. I had the Colts, of course. But I was, like, crestfallen, Rob. I felt bad for this guy. This dude, Goodson, is going to dream about this game. And that drop for weeks, if not months. Even though that wasn't, like, a touchdown. It ended the season for them. Done. And I was just, I I, I just felt so bad for that. I thought Steichen did an amazing call getting them back in the game. It was 14-3. And it was feel, looking bleak first half. I'm excited for the Colts and their upside, Rob. But um, yeah, I, I, I got to ride with the Browns here. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to ride with CJ Stroud in this one. I'm going to ride. I'm going to ride with the Texans. Um, I know everyone's feeling Flacco right now. I love Flacco. Joe Flacco is elite. You know that that's been a, a conversation now for what ten years, and everyone's been questioning: Is Joe Flacco elite? Is Joe Flacco elite? I'm here to tell you, America, Joe Flacco is elite. You don't have a Super Bowl like he had, and then this last half of the season, like you mentioned, he was what working at Kinko's. Two months ago, and and now <laughs> well, he, I don't know that he, I don't know. He, was, he was maybe making Kinko's run. Right, right, kid. right. I don't know. So no, I'm rolling with uh, CJ Stroud. I like their offense. I like what he's. I like the moxie, and I think that they have. I'm assuming Noah Brown's going to be back. Um, I, I think that they have enough to outscore Cleveland. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue, while you prep your meats. That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, 
The cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The NFL season is going strong and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 Instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code STRAIGHTFIRE. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code STRAIGHTFIRE only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in Connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles 21 and up age varies by jurisdiction Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This is one of the perks of us recording at an earlier hour instead of usually when we do. The Atlanta Falcons have dismissed Arthur Smith as the team's head coach following a meeting with owner and chairman Arthur Blank. Black Monday had not even been five minutes old, and we had our first firing in the NFL. Your thoughts, Arthur Smith being dismissed? Yeah, uh, Smith had been. I mean, I took some cheap shots on him on air. I felt bad about it. Um, You know, uh, born on third base, his dad obviously uh, started FedEx. And I mean, the guy's incredibly wealthy. And I know he had done some good things in Tennessee. I just, I did not see it. I thought this Falcons team, remember, we had Warren Sharp, a uh, big gambling guy, big analytics guy. Warren Sharp came on before the season, and his, like, number one bet was the Falcons' season win totals over. Um, 
you know, Falcons could do some damage, win the division, blah, blah, blah. And like they were set up, Rob, at one point, uh, you know, you look at the schedule, you're like, oh, they're not facing any tough quarterbacks. They start 2-0, and and then they kind of get throttled by Detroit, and then they lose overseas in Jacksonville. They rebound by beating Houston, but they can never get consistent. They lost to Washington. They lost to, I believe, Josh Dobbs. Uh, I, I think they lost to Kyler Murray, 25-23. Um, they did beat my Jets, of course. You know, well, of course. Um, a brutal loss to Baker Mayfield, that, that loss in the rain to Bryce Young when Desmond Ritter threw the awful interception. And then they, they rebound against it either 7-8 and eight with a chance to go to the playoffs, and they lose. They give up 37 points to Justin Fields and 48 to Derek Carr, who Derek Carr couldn't get anything together all season. And, and they embarrass him. Now, I'll say this. This is what kills me, Rob, about Arthur Smith. In the offseason, and I'll never forget this, Lamar Jackson, I'm not saying he was out there. I'm not saying he was available, but he was in like a failure to communicate moment with the Ravens. And I know people will dismiss it now, but this they were further apart than anybody really wants to go back and remember. At one point, Lamar Jackson went on social media and was like trotting out some like weights on the go thing where he would like, I don't know. Do you guys remember it? It had like a briefcase vibe to it and then it was on wheels and you could like wheel it anywhere you go and then get in a workout. And he was like touting this as like a sales point. And he didn't have an agent. He was leaving a lot of money on the table. And it was just all looking really, really bad. Like the owner of the Ravens was like, we're not bending, bro. We're not giving you the Deshaun Watson deal. And and it for a moment, I was like, Jets, what are we doing? Like Joe Douglas, you were in Baltimore. What, why are you not making an offer? Maybe you know something. But like Atlanta made a shit ton of sense. Arthur Smith. Maybe they talk to the owner and the GM, and they're like, well, we good, we good, we good. We got Desmond Ritter. I, I saw Desmond Ritter, second-round pick. That's our guy. Before Halloween, Desmond Ritter had been benched. And, like, I mean, the guy's a turnover machine. The fact that he looked at Ritter and said, we're good, not even make a move on Vic. I'm sorry, not Vic, uh, Lamar Jackson, struck me as not great. The drafting Bijan Robinson in the first round, I didn't love it. Robinson was electric. And then they would go games where like didn't give him carries, and Algier was getting carries. It's weird. If you just cover up quarterback, and you see Bijan Robinson, Algier, Cord Patterson, Drake London, uh, Kyle Pitts, Jonu Smith, like this team's got some dudes. Offensive line had a couple injuries. Defense obviously had its issues. But, it, yeah, I, I understand Arthur Smith getting canned here. I do think this is a very enviable job, but uh, Rob, the problem is you you can't go into the season with these two guys as your quarterback. That's a non-starter. So where do you go? And I think when you you know you roll the dice and you call up, you get your guys in the room and you could look on the whiteboard and you name who are the options. Rob, I mean, one would have to think Justin Fields tops that list. I don't even know that there's a definite two. Uh, your guy from the Raiders, I guess Jimmy Garoppolo may hit the market, like Zach Wilson, anybody? I didn't think so. Like, there's just not a lot. I don't think Baker's leaving Tampa Bay. Um, I just, uh, and Mac Jones, are you making a play at Mac Jones? Because he's clearly done with the Patriots. He was a healthy scratch uh, from the season finale. Like, I don't know, Rob. I, 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 they're not going to be able to fix the quarterback thing overnight. The other option is, hey, man, Maybe we could convince someone to take Kyle Pitts off our hands and move up in the draft. I don't know. Uh, but bottom line is, without a quarterback, this team's not going anywhere. 
Absolutely. And, and you know, I believe like you, that Justin Fields has to be the leader in the clubhouse to get this job because as bad as they were offensive, they were brutal. I mean, they had a nine to seven game, I believe was that against Carolina that may have been the worst football game that I've seen, you know, more than a half of like, it was absolutely terrible. And even with that, they are pretty much loaded offensively. Like Bijan, Drake, and Kyle Pitts is an upper third, probably trio in the NBA, just or in the NFL, in terms of just talent of weapons that you have out there. Yeah. If you can get the quarterback position right, you don't even got to be a slam dunk, but if you can get it right, you should be pretty good. Now, the problem with Atlanta is that they, as bad as they were, they were too good to get a premium draft slot. And in this NFL, especially this season with the quarterbacks that you have available, unless you really, really love Bo Nix, I don't think you're going to be able to get a difference maker at quarterback where they're drafting. Okay. So Justin Fields automatically becomes the guy at the top of the list. We'll see what happens with maybe a Kirk Cousins if he prices himself out in, in Minnesota. But even then, I don't think that'd be a realistic landing spot. Yeah. I think there could be a, a, a more ready-made team than Atlanta if he really wanted to leave Minnesota. But what makes this one interesting is if we assume Justin Fields is, you know, the front runner, Josina Anderson had reported as recently as about a week ago that Eric Bieniemy was a guy to keep in mind as the next Atlanta Falcons head coach if and when they decide to move Arthur Smith. Now, if you can pair Bieniemy with Fields, Robinson, Pitts, and London, Suddenly, you have the makings of a very, very, very explosive offense. And in that division, which is the definition of mediocre, you can go from laughingstock to division champs in one season very quickly. Interesting. Let me let me hit you with this. So did Atlanta dump their coach this early to get a jump start on, say, Ben Johnson, the Detroit Lions OC, who's in the wild card round this weekend? Hey, let's do our diligence. Let's talk to guys. But we want offensive mind. We got offensive weapons. Ben Johnson. Well, Rob, what if Washington calls Ben Johnson? Hey, Ben, we don't have a quarterback either, but we uh, we have a way better draft pick than Atlanta. What do you think about these? Uh, what do you think about these quarterbacks? Because listen, you want one. Come here. I mean, other than Caleb Williams, you're pretty much getting your guy. I, I, Rob, what's a better job right now if you're an NFL coach? Like, considering Atlanta, which is eighth according to the NFL draft order, um, I don't know. You say no, Bo Nix, but I don't know. Jaden Daniels could be at eight. I don't know. Michael Penix, maybe. Who knows? Um, but Washington, as of I see right now, they're selecting second. I think they have the tiebreaker over the Patriots. So if Washington's two, Ben Johnson's returning Washington's call before he has Atlanta's, right? I don't know. Oh, okay. and, 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 and I was high on Washington coming into this season. I love their wide receiving core. I think Scary Terry McLaurin is one of the most underrated players, not just receiver, player in all of football. But, you know, are we sure the new ownership group is doing the right thing there? Like, mm. I know it's a step up from Daniel Snyder. Anything is a step up from Daniel Snyder. But are, are you confident that they're able to move off the stench of Daniel Snyder that quickly? And be willing to be patient because most owners, and this is not just in the NFL, this is all across sports. Look what's happening with the Phoenix Suns. New owner comes in 
and they expect immediate results. So are you willing to come into a situation where you have unrealistic expectations put upon you and you're asked to be competitive right out of the gate with a roster that is not great outside of the receiving room? Yeah, it feels like there's probably more pressure in Atlanta, right? Because, hey, we got all these guys. We just need the quarterback. And they were close to the playoffs. Washington's like just happy to be out of the Daniel Snyder era, you know? Um, I think I would lean Washington, um, but the uh, deciding factor could be the division. <laughs> uh, I think you got a much better chance facing New Orleans, Carolina, um, Tampa Bay. Like Baker Mayfield, Derek Carr, Bryce Young are all coming back next year. That's your competition. Not Dak Prescott and the Eagles and, and Hurts. Um, and Dable theoretically will have his healthy quarterback back. But um, yeah, it, it, always fun when breaking news drops into the middle uh, of a podcast. Uh, I guess we can wrap up with, uh, um, I don't know, do you want to do anything? Do you have any any feel at all on uh, Bills being like the most dangerous team in the, in the AFC? Getting that two seed, I, I don't know, who are you more afraid to play right now, Bills or, or Chiefs? Oh, the Bills. Yeah. Have you seen I, the I Chiefs the Bills, recently? Yeah. I think just Josh Allen, you know, he could play you out of a game, but he can certainly beat. I think he's going to, but this season, he's more likely to beat you than Patrick Mahomes is. Um, yeah, I, I think the Bills are the biggest threat in the, uh, in the AFC. And then the NFC, I guess I would go Dallas. But again, I, for some reason, think the Packers are plucky this week. We'll see. I'm, I have not bet the game uh, yet. I don't know. Yeah. Detroit? Is Detroit even dangerous? No. Um, and the Eagles are no longer dangerous. It, it would be a stunner. Have I asked you this yet? Would you take Ravens versus Niners in the Super Bowl or literally any other matchup The versus the field? Who you got? Before I answer, am I allowed to have either the Ravens and the Niners in the Super Bowl and then a different opponent? Or it has to be any of, the, of those teams? Yeah, yeah. You could, you could, so I you could, could theoretically have... say like Ravens, Lions. Cowboys, yeah. Or whatever, yeah. 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 Um, give me the field then. Wow, which is more likely to not make it? I think the Ravens are in a world of trouble. Well, trouble? Yes. Well, against who? Against themselves. Ooh. Because I think it was an absolutely terrible idea to rest as many guys as they did in week 18, knowing they have an additional buy coming up. So you're basically not playing for three weeks. I saw a lot of people on Twitter here on Sunday and they're like, man, Debo Samuel's getting a lot of work, you know, for a meaningless game. Brandon Ayuk is still out there running routes. Like, I, I don't I know what, what, what are they doing? It's because football, unlike most sports, I guess baseball might be the closest one. It's a rhythm sport. These guys are used to playing once a week. If they get a bye week, unless you're Andy Reid, most teams, you know, they kind of they need a, a quarter or so to settle back in because they're out of their. If they're not in their habit in their habitual day to day thing, it, it takes a, way, a while to get back acclimated. Steve Young said on the radio last week in in the Bay that for every game or week that you miss it takes about a half for you to get back acclimated to the speed of play. And Baltimore, more so than San Francisco because of their style of play, I don't know if they have the varied enough offensive approach where they can stomach basically being off for three weeks and be at their peak form in the divisional round. 
Meanwhile, yeah, Niners had the loss, which is a wake-up call. Ravens haven't been beat, really challenged. Um, I guess my only issue is the Ravens' opponents are the Steelers. That that that's I can't see that happening. The Bills are double-digit favorites. Um, the Texans and Stroud. Uh, yeah, it's going to be one of those two. Unless Miami somehow beats the Chiefs, and nobody's scared of Miami right now. Miami just lost to the Ravens by forty. I don't know, man. It's it's just tough for me to. I know you like Stroud a lot, and he's winning with like no nobody. Tank Dell's done. Um, it's just hard for me to envision the Ravens losing. But you're right. It, it, very rarely do we see Chalk City in the NFL playoffs. Uh, well, we didn't expect them to lose to the Titans in 2019 either. And, also true. And that yes. game wasn't even competitive. Like the Titans just bludgeoned them. I know that. I mean, the score was better closer than it was. But it, watching that game, the Ravens looked like they were stuck in mud for 50 minutes. Um, actually, before we get to best bet, as we're recording, I got a text, uh, dunk of the year and it's LeBron. I was like, come on a 39 year old. No way. Um, Rob, have you seen this dunk? Apparently LeBron posterized Paul George and the Lakers somehow beat the paper clips. Jeez. Too bad. They can't make the pod because, uh, there's just too much happening. All right. College football. Well, first of all, Rob, have you seen the dunk yet? Of course I saw the dunk. That was, uh, it was great. I mean, in all fairness to Paul George, LeBron had a head of steam coming down full court and he was backpedaling so you know it sucks to get caught in the poster like that but shout out to lebron james um okay now to best bet Uh oh yeah okay so i'm starting to see a couple fives populate for michigan washington in the natty actually no they don't advertise here on the pod so i'm not going to mention that but another place in america has five and a half michigan and again if you missed the pod last week uh gianni Broke it down pretty well that on the look ahead, Michigan was minus seven. All of a sudden, Michigan struggles against Alabama, has to win in overtime. Washington comes out and looks super impressive in dominating Texas as an underdog, and now everybody wants Washington. I believe the public is going to take the Huskies and the points. I say this all the time, good offense beats good defense, but... Here's the troubling part, Rob. I, it's one thing to say that. Tell me the last time defense beat offense anywhere. You know, any of the high leverage games, it's offensive in football. And, and, and it, you know, part of me is like, listen, I don't want to go against Penix. Um, Penix is dealing. Penix uh, might be a top 10 pick. Got superstar receivers everywhere. Um I, I I don't really know what the crowd situation will be like. Let me ask you this. Who's more likely to make back-to-back trips into, I guess, the Deep South, right? They were uh, Washington was in Louisiana last time for the sugar, at the Sugar Bowl, and now they're in Houston. Or Michigan fans, which, you know, there's way more Michigan fans. I would say there's more deep-pocketed Michigan fans. I, I'm going to go ahead and guess it's like 65, 35 Michigan fans. Um, I think Michigan has the edge. That's a lot of travel, by the way. I know people don't like to poo-poo the travel. Washington, back-to-back trips to to the Midwest, unless they stayed. I haven't read that anywhere, but I think they went back home. Um, I'll go Michigan 30, Washington 17. I'll go Michigan Michigan wins with defense and running game. Michigan runs for over a buck 75. That's a huge number, 30 to 17. You're expecting a blowout then. Uh, the total actually, the total says it's going to be higher. That I'm low. No, but I mean, the total. You're 13. 56. 13 is a huge. Number. Yeah, I think I think Michigan wins with some margin here. Okay. Um, I, I okay. 
So I agree with you. I think in the stadium, it's going to be predominantly Michigan fans for all the reasons that you stated. However, Brock Hewitt, I don't know if he's been on this show, but he's a friend of, you know, several of the shows that you and I have both worked on. He's in town and he's saying there's a lot of purple out in the streets. So Ooh. make of that now, what you will. He's a Washington guy. Yeah, he's a Washington obviously. guy. Now, I, again, that could just mean that at this, you know, all of the Washington fans that came to the game happen to be in that one area. So that's entirely possible. Um, I said earlier, I think Michael Penix Jr. is going to deal. I think he's going to have a very good game. The problem, though, is, and you alluded to it, that Michigan running game has a way of shortening the clock, grinding things out so where Penix can be fine. He can go, you know, four for six for 55 yards on a drive and they settle for a field goal. Meanwhile, Michigan, three yards, four yards, five yards, three yards. And suddenly you look up and half of the quarter is gone and they're running in a touchdown. And I think the Michigan running game is going to be the difference in this game. I'm expecting a lower scoring game only because of the time of possession so give me Michigan 24, Washington 21. Mo, a close game. Also like in the under. Yeah, I, I don't. It makes you wonder why did Texas go away from the run so early? They fell behind and it felt like Sark maybe panicked a little bit. Uh, anyways, that's a lengthy Monday pod for Black Friday. We got one coach fired. As we record, always fun. Um, I think tomorrow's pod's going to be <laughs> really fun. And uh, maybe later in the week we'll get to NBA. I don't know, but there's a lot of football happening. Wildcard week is always fun. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.